0: Hello, Sultane podcast. This is Danielle and Lauren again. We're going to talk about textiles. (laughs) It's November 15th.
1: 8.30 at night.
0: (laughs) In a hotel room somewhere in New York. Yes. What do you want to (laughs) know? Lauren, I'm super excited about the future of textiles at Sultane right now and I just want to talk to you about it in a way that other people can listen because you and I have conversations about it all the time and maybe somebody else could use some of this like inspiring juice that we get to have whenever.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the future of textiles. This is, uh, so much to talk about, but um it's hard for me to talk about textiles without talking about Parzival so I'm going to try to step out of that and try to talk mm-hmm. about textiles in just Sultane mm-hmm. so, so looking at textiles in Sultane I see obviously in Twine in Phoenixville in a shop and um, we had a um, what was it October 18th we had a Indigo Social that went so well it was a little workshop introduction to shibori techniques, dyeing with indigo. And um, it was this just this light bulb and amazing, like, duh, we need to be doing workshops. We need to have the community in here. We need to be connecting to people in our, our neighborhood and um, other fiber artists and, um, yeah, just reaching, reach out from our little tiny space to... The broader community. So,
0: um, what? Where is Shibori from? What does that word mean? And it does It means come from? bind to to bind.
1: Uh-huh. Um, it's from J- Japanese culture.
0: Ah.
1: And it's um, so to, to when you're making a Shibori um, oh. garment or just dyeing raw fabric, you're binding the the fabric with rope or twine nowadays with rubber bands or clamps or you know any anything you, that you can close off the oh, no. fabric from receiving the dye and then that part stays white while everything else turns a, that really brilliant indigo that really popular indigo color right now gotcha yeah that's cool ali emmerich knows a lot more about shibori techniques than i do but um what i do Allie know emmerich is.
0: Oh! Awesome,
1: the <laughs> but that's the the gist of it that's the main you know important parts
0: so I'm really excited about like when you say indigo dye I am really ignorant about anything to do with textiles except for what I see you guys doing but I know that Sultane has a shop in Phoenixville that has a loom and different you know different things going on and you're selling different things but then we also have the potential of this huge beautiful estate in Glenmore that has horticultural like potential and there's a studio there with looms and there have been some talks about like growing different fruits and vegetables that could potentially be used as dyes and like different weaving techniques being used in the studio and like it being more of a attraction, like yeah. bringing people yeah. in who are also Maybe doing this, textile this design yeah, and creating a textile community that's like not just us and people that we know and like bringing in one person who we're going to suck all the way in like Allie but also people who are just bringing their one perspective about textile design to our scene sharing what they know, like getting some sort of inspiration from what it is that we're doing and then going about their life. So, I don't know, I'm just going to stop talking and let you say <laughs> I something. Waiting, I was waiting for a
1: question to wrap
0: about... I don't know what the question is, just <laughs> tell me where I'm wrong. Or... You're
1: not, there's nothing wrong with what you just said. Um, yeah, I think there's, I feel like my recapping right now, uh, is
0: probably yeah, not... use those nonviolent communication techniques. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't really even mention
1: that in the beginning. Uh, the first podcast about nonviolent communication techniques for the Camp Hill Foundation leadership training program, um, but that is the main theme for the next six months. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and just a brief tangent. The not uh, the one of the main. Well, we didn't really, since it was cut short today, we didn't really get into really deep into nonviolent communication, but NVC for short. Um, But one of the things we talked about was recapping, which is one of the most effective ways to make somebody feel validated and listened to when you're, when somebody is um, talking. So what I was just saying is that I don't feel like I can recap exactly what you just said, because I'm, it's. It's not that late, but it's been a long, it's been a journey. So I'm feeling a little tired, but, um, I will just say about textiles that, um, I think everything that you said about bringing in people and just making it as enriched and engaging as possible. is like, you know, it's like such an obvious thing, but it's just, it's what we need to do. And we need to make it accessible. One thing that I really love about working, um, and and supporting people of different abilities is that I love exploring the different ways to make every aspect that we're exploring physically accessible and, you know, emotionally accessible and, um, you know, just, so for one example, a concrete example, because those are important mm-hmm. in non- non-violent communication. Um, hmm. When we purchased, when Sultane purchased new sewing machines for the textile studio, um, I chose the model that I chose for many reasons. I love Bernina, but also because there are lights and colors and uh, large symbols and clear, very intuitive symbols on the machines that help people know where to press, what to do if you need a certain action there's a, a symbol on it that represents that action and and there's colors and lights that show like red and green red meaning no it's not going to work stop and green meaning everything's good to go you're ready to start sewing there's just this very visual way to mm-hmm. help somebody remember the steps of sewing and, mm-hmm. and how to operate a machine to the point where we have people who are operating sewing machines on their own um hmm. completely independently just sewing. And it's such a scary thing. We, in the beginning, we had um, parents calling in saying they didn't want their adult children um, sewing because it was dangerous and that they were going to sew their finger. And my response was just, okay, I've sewed my finger. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't they have the same opportunity to sew their finger? You know, like, of course I don't want them to do that. And I don't, that's not, that's not the whole point, but why take away this really amazing experience just because you might sew your finger? Which, by the way, nobody has sewn their finger in the two and a half years that I've been working in a textile. So, and we've had more people than ever, I think, sitting at sewing machines. It's typically always sitting at a loom or, you know, dyeing or, or printmaking, all of which involve zero sharp objects. And, you know, anyway, so that's sorry, I feel like I'm
0: going on many tangents here, but. Um, Oh, that was so nice, though, to hear that little bit about sewing. Oh. so I feel more excited about sewing in this moment than I've ever felt about (laughs) sewing before. (laughs) I always feel excited about sewing. Oh, same
1: with weaving and um, just exploring all these different techniques that um, they, I'm not saying they weren't explored before in the textile studio, but just, you know, how can, if somebody can't hold a shuttle... Well, how can we make weaving accessible to them if they're not able to throw the shuttle properly? Well, there are so many ways that you can go about that, actually. There's, like, all these different type of throws and um, different different types of shuttles and boats and, you know, stick shuttles and all this that, Who how what's the best grip? How can somebody, you know, if, if they can't reach the treadles, how can I adjust the seat or uh, modify the loom so that it does fit them? How can... You know, we have people who are, you know, 6'5 working in the studio. We also have people who are, you know, 4'11 working in the studio. So how can those two people work at the same loom that are, you know, might not fit them? Because the loom really should... Great come. diversity. Right, yeah. In the studio. That's awesome. And, uh... Yeah. I lost my train of thought, but... That's probably good. I feel like I'm rambling a little.
0: Let's take a break, shall end. we? Yeah,
1: I think that's Let's idea. get a
0: word from our sponsors. <laughs>